What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Best Of. I'm your host, Ryan Satin, here once again for those of you who didn't have a chance to listen to every episode of the podcast this week. If you didn't listen to Add a Character with Big E, if you didn't listen to the Raw and SmackDown roundups, don't worry, your boys got you covered, because that's what this show is here for, just a little chunk of every episode to give you a taste, just a taste of what you missed. So here's just a little a little morsel of a taste of this week's Raw Roundup. On Monday Night Raw, which begins with a fight in Gorilla between Rollins and Riddle. The fight spills into the arena, then to the ringside area as Riddle catapults himself off the barricade onto Rollins and everyone trying to break them up. Quick way to get the show started, get your attention right off the bat, get you going, get the the ADD brain active watching Monday Night Raw, and then we immediately segue into Trish Stratus making her entrance. Trish, Trish says that it's great to be home, and that it'll never not feel like home in between the ropes. Obviously, when she's going to say something like that, uh, it's going to elicit one response from the audience, and that is the crowd chanting, one more match for Trish Stratus. Uh, now, we all know that she's retired at this point, but they're chanting it, one more match, and Trish has this twinkle in her eye as she says that she's been doing a lot of thinking lately, obviously teasing the idea that she might wrestle one more match, but she gets interrupted by Bailey Dakota Kai and the EO Sky as we go to commercial break. I loved the cliffhanger there. Loved it. Making you think, well, wait, is Trish gonna announce that she's wrestling again? Are we gonna get Bailey versus Trish Stratus? Well, that'd be cool. Uh, your mind is racing, but what your mind is doing is waiting for after the commercial break. And I, I liked how they played with the fans there. So then after the break, Bailey, Dakota, and EO Sky get in the ring and they, they, they talk about, you know, they pretend to be fans of Trish Stratus. Uh, but I love then Dakota being like, Trish, we don't actually care what you think. Uh, <laughs> that made me laugh. Dakota Kai, her facial reactions, everything she does, so money. Uh, and she's been proving it each time she's on the screen, uh, proving her worth. Each and every moment the camera is on in front of her. I love it. Huge fan of Dakota Kai. Um, they they want to know what Trish Stratus is doing there. They're like, you know, <laughs> Bailey's like, who in the hell who in the hell are you? You know, like who who are you to 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 talk to me like that? <laughs> um, and so um, Bianca Belair shows up as backup for Trish Stratus and says uh, who in the hell is Trish Stratus? Bailey, you're not even in the same stratosphere. Hey, uh, tells her there would be no Bailey without Trish Stratus. And Trump oh, thought I had that muted. Sorry. Um, and then Trish has a great line. She goes, I can go from uh, I am retired to I was retired real quick if you don't stop running your mouth. Uh, Bailey wisely points out that there are two of them and three of her group, but then Alexa Bliss and Asuka show up to cool things down, and we lead into Eosky and Dakota Kai versus Asuka and Alexa Bliss as part of the women's tag team title tournament. Um, 
Let's just talk about this Trish thing before we get to that, though. Um, you know, I think that uh, Triple H seems to be, you know, using people correctly. You know, this is how I want to see a legend use. Um, they're not being made a fool of. They're, you know, getting the hometown love. Um, they're getting, you know, respect from the talent, like, that are baby faces to kind of, like, put them over. Um you know, they're not, they're, this did not make Trish Stratus look bad at all. If anything, it made you want to see Trish Stratus wrestle against Bailey one last time. And that's cool. You know, that's, that's how you want to see a legend like this used. Um, she didn't diminish the talent at all that's there now. Um, all she did was elevate this feud. Um, and because of the fact that, you know, they're in Canada and Trish is so beloved there. Um, all it did was transfer some of that positive energy over to Bianca Belair, to, to Alexa Bliss, to Asuka. So, uh, yeah, I, I had no issues with this. And, you know, Trish Stratus, you know, she's an entertaining person in the ring, uh, you know, legend for a reason. So highly entertained by this opening segment. All right, now let's get to a portion of this week's conversation with Big E. Always cool having Big E on the show. This was round two. Loved chatting with him about the rehearsal, about his love life. It was interesting to hear him talk about where he's at in the recovery process. So if you didn't listen to Big E on Out of Character, round two, I got you covered. Here's a little portion of our conversation. Well, let's get into a little bit of the injury talk. Obviously, you're dealing with an injury right now. How is your injury recovery coming along for anyone watching this who maybe hasn't gotten the latest update? Yeah, so it's good. So uh, for those who don't know, I broke my C1 in two places. Uh, it's a Jefferson fracture is what they call it. I also broke my C6, and uh, I did that in March. Uh, so the last update we talked to, I talked with Dr. Maroon, uh, who's a Pittsburgh-based doctor, and he's worked with the company for a very long time. And essentially, so the issue right now is my C1 is not completely ossifying. It's not completely forming into bone, but it appears to be healing fibrously. So it's kind of contained enough. I am not a medical expert, so I'm going to butcher all these terms. But uh, it's good enough that they're not worried about me in my day-to-day -day life. Um, they're cool with clearing me, like, to take, I don't need the brace anymore. They took surgery off the table. But right now, I'm just, like, I'd be cleared to, to live a normal life. And I am cleared to live a normal life. But I'm not cleared to, uh, you know, be taking off and hitting uh, suicide spears and and uh, to be taking back bumps, you know, uh, because it's uh, the nature of what we do is very physical. It involves your neck and your spine, and uh, I'd like to keep that as intact as possible. So for me right now, the kind of the next step is they want to take a look at it again after a year, uh, get some more scans. So we're talking about like March of next year to see how it's doing. Uh, we might also like along the way at the six and nine month mark uh, look at it again, but. The upside is right now I have no nerve issues. Uh, there's no tingling, no weakness. Uh, I've been in the gym since two weeks after breaking my neck. Crazy. Said I was going to ask that. Yeah. Crazy. They, they told me as long as your neck is in the brace, as long as you stay in the brace, you're good for that. So, um, yeah, I've been working out. I feel great. Um, I'm just really grateful. Honestly, I, I feel like in many ways it feels like a bullet whizzed by my face. Like I felt the wind of the bullet go by my head and uh, I'm very grateful to still be here, to still have the use of my limbs, to feel, to still feel good. So uh, I, that's really my biggest takeaway is just gratitude. Like I truly am grateful that I'm, I'm still here. I'm still kicking it. Well, I think that, you know, the work you've done on your mental health probably helped a lot. You know, I think that 
some people might have not been able to have that mindset when thinking about it, you know, feel like something was robbed of them. But I think that, you know, because your mind is so strong with the work that you've done, it's probably helped a lot. No, it does help a lot. And I think that's the biggest thing uh, for athletes is uh, I know, too. And I, in a way, it did help me that I've had a bunch of injuries beforehand because I've been through this. And I know that if you let it, if you allow it to those injuries, it's so easy to spiral because there's the element of as an athlete or as a performer it's you want to be out there doing what you do but there's also like an aspect of of missing the locker room culture and seeing i saw becky and seth and like just so good to have a long embrace today um because you know you just miss we, we we're a traveling circus and it's people that i've known for 13 years some for a decade and i see them all the time and then you go from that to just not seeing them you know just over um, so that uh, that stuff I was all prepared for and also I, a shout out to the company because You know one of the things that they did is pretty much as soon as I broke my neck within the next day or two It was they offered to to have me see a therapist virtually as well to cover everything and at first I was like, you know what? I'm feeling good. I'm in a good mind uh, headspace as well. I'm, I don't really need it But then I thought you know what? It, it, it couldn't hurt to talk to someone. So, uh, and I've been such a big proponent of therapy too. And now I have this time, I might as well. So um, it's been great just to, to just have that to lean on as well. Um, because I won't shut up about mindfulness and meditation. I had a bunch of friends send me books. So I got like four or five books on meditation as well. But I mean, it really has been a godsend for me. It's something I do every single day. And the beautiful thing is it's like 10 minutes a day. It's not like, it's not two hours. Uh, it's not something that, that takes a ton of time, but I make sure to meditate every single day to stay present. Um, and the one thing that is always reinforced is that the only, uh, in life, the only constant is change. And uh, things are rapidly evolving and changing. And, uh, you know, what we do too is, uh, it's dangerous. You know, you go out there and you have match after match after match. And sometimes you forget because you, you go out there and you feel great and you keep doing it. But all it takes is one thing to go awry. And uh, there you are. But honestly, uh, I'm really grateful. I'm in a great place mentally and physically. I feel great. So it's been good. Our conversation last year, which is the only interview I've done where I felt so bad in the months that followed because I told you I was going to try uh, doing uh, yoga or meditation or something. Mm -hmm. And I have so much ADD raging within me, like yeah. that I I can't do it. I, it's so hard. I've tried. I like tried yeah. once, and I was like, this is so hard to uh -huh. like stop down and like power down. And then I had people tweeting me like, did you try it? You told Big E you were gonna try it, and <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, I didn't try it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not easy. And I, I also I'm not. I tried to say like this is something that worked for me. Totally. It might work for you. I try not to like. You gotta do this. You must try it. But I get it, like for a lot of people, like I also for a long time, my man, my mind was one that raced all the time or one, I had these active thoughts and I had to learn to still my mind and calm my mind. So it's not easy, it takes time. It took me even, you know, it took me several months of meditating every single day to really notice uh, a change in my life. So I, I get it, man, everyone has their own path. For some people too, like maybe it's not meditation, maybe it's going on walks, maybe uh, just being out in nature, whatever it is that helps you find some peace. For me, it was building stuff around the house, like something where I'm not like on social media and I'm just like focused on like painting this chair or like refurbishing this table yeah. and no one's talking to me and I'm just like in the zone. So it's similar, but my mind can still be like actively thinking about something at least, you right. know? It's hard to the, the empty thing. It's tough. That's, that's a tough one for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's not easy for everyone, man. So I was wondering, you know, with you, it blew my mind when you did get injured that, you know, one of your first instincts was to pull out your cell phone and like reassure your fans. I felt like most people in that moment 
would be in a panic instead? You know, what was going through your mind when you did that? Yeah, so for me, it was like, I honestly, it happened, and I really didn't think it was that big of a deal. I When they were had the EMTs and everyone coming, I was like, yeah, y'all doing too much. Just relax. It's, it's just a little contusion. Like, I'm just, I'm going to lay here. I know something is amiss right now, but y'all are doing too much. But thank God they were all there. For me, man, it was like, I was really, I was in a good place. I wasn't worried about, like, myself or uh, I didn't have this woe is me feeling. So I thought, man, there are people, like, I know if I was if I was watching television, if I was watching a football game or I was you know watching WWE and a performer that I liked, an athlete that I liked, if I saw them, you know, those are scary instances when you see someone carted off, when you see someone see someone stretched out and you know it's a spine thing. Like that's scary because they can be like me where they're okay, they can have a concussion or you know it could they told me too like a stroke was possible or paralysis. Like so I just wanted to let people know like it's late at night don't worry, I'm good. Everything's okay. Um, so that was it, man. I just didn't want people to worry about little old me. Uh, but honestly, what blew me away is just the outpouring of tweets and texts and just so many people reached out. I didn't know that many people cared. You know, it was just like, it's, it was wild to see. It was really wild to see. But it really, more than anything, and that was the cool thing is, I'm always I'm a, I'm a big proponent of like giving people their flowers while they can still smell them because I think there is merit to eulogizing the dead and those who have passed. But uh, you know, I just, it's cool to I think to let people know how much you care for them and how much you appreciate them while they're still here, while they're still breathing. And it was cool. Like I, I got like a living eulogy in a way. <laughs> so uh, it was cool to it's see. Like an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where they threw the funeral from somebody who's still alive. <laughs> yes, I did think about that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but this was this was a roundabout way. This was not purposeful, but uh, yeah, man, it was just really cool to see. So I just wanted people to know, like, I'm good, I'm fine, don't worry. All right, and lastly, don't worry if you didn't listen to the SmackDown roundup. Here's what you missed. Here is a portion of the best part of that show: SmackDown, which begins with Ricochet versus Happy Corbin. Right off the bat, we're starting with a wrestling match, and I like it. We're not doing long, drawn-out talking segment. We're not doing the usual Roman Reigns entrance of past. This is what we're doing. We're starting off with a pro wrestling match. Super into it. And I, I, don't get me wrong. I got nothing against starting off with a long promo either. I'm a story guy. I very much enjoy those things as well. But I also enjoy a good wrestling match. And that's what we got here between Ricochet and Happy Corbin and there's a pre-recorded video shown during Corbin's entrance where he says Ricochet won't beat him twice. And it's always one step forward for Ricochet, two steps back. And, you know, just right off the bat, what I liked about this match is seeing this new side of Corbin in the ring. I don't, I don't want to say a new side. I guess it's a different, it's a weird way, it's a bad way of wording it. But I'm enjoying seeing... Um, Almost, it's it's because he's busting out kind of like new, innovative and offense that that you didn't really see him doing before, and it just kind of feels like he's being allowed some new freedom in the ring, and it, and it's showing, and I like it. I I think Corbin is one of the most underrated talents out there. I think because he's such a good bad guy that people, uh, and he's he's so good at doing what is asked of him from his bosses, you know, doing what his what his bosses want him to be doing, and making people hate him in the ring that. Sometimes his skill gets overlooked, but like in these matches, you can see that the guy is awesome <laughs> in the ring. He's busting out 
these moves that that Cole and McAfee don't even know how to call on commentary. Um, and I just I'm really impressed uh, in seeing him do this. I think it's really cool to see him showing some of the people who doubt his skill that they are wrong. <laughs> uh, Ricochet kicks out of a gnarly looking end of days. And then Corbin rolls away from a 450. He does that move I was just talking about where it was like a back body drop setup, but then he spun him out of it so that he landed on the ground uh, face first. Looked really cool. Uh, eventually, Ricochet goes for the shooting star press, and he hits it for the win. McAfee mocks. McAfee. Uh, McAfee <laughs> mocks. Corbin on commentary afterwards, drawing all over his face, messes up in that. Then you can hear Cole laughing. Um, you know, one of the things I've noticed, and I think it's evident here, is everyone seems to be having more fun. Uh, it feels like there's a looser environment. People seem to be happier. People are, um, I don't know, there's just like a different energy about the show just right off the bat. They're, it's looser on commentary. They're saying things that feel more natural, you know, later in the show at one point, Michael Cole even makes fun of the ad read, and he's like, well, I didn't write this, but here's what it says, um, there's just a different energy, a, a happier energy uh, these last few weeks, and it's it's cool to see. All right, I'm done here, I will be back on Monday, tomorrow, I'll be back here in this podcast feed with my conversation from SummerSlam weekend with Finn Balor. Lots of interesting stuff there, so you're not going to want to miss it. Make sure you're back here in this podcast feed Monday morning. All right, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this is Out of Character. Download the all-new Fox Sports app now. 